and a happy new year. What? Whoa. Oh, sorry. I thought there was a gunman in a room for a second. Oh my god, yeah, I can't believe anybody would ever fall for a television clip being a real thing. <laughs> so it wasn't real? <laughs> no, the employees at the Plaza Hotel have uh, different expectations for what's real and what's not. That tricky McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. This is part two of our two-part Christmas movie special. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my very good friend, Badway. I'm not your friend. <laughs> we want to welcome all new listeners. Um, for those that do not know, this is a podcast where we watch movies that might not have been loved by the critics and try to find their silver linings and things that we liked. Yeah, we'll discuss what worked, what didn't work, and we'll put our own little twisted spin on some of the plot points of the movie world. We're going to break down this movie a little bit later in the episode, but uh, and we'll also unveil our giveaway contest, and we'll go over some listener mail. But uh, we've got a great fan theory linking Gordon Bombay and Ted, as well as a great question about Howard Langston's fathering skills compared to other movie character fathers. Can't wait. But uh, in the meantime, let's uh, let you know how you can get in touch with us. You can find us on our website at thelastrowpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at thelastrowpod. You can get us on Facebook.com slash The Last Row Pod. We're also on Google Plus, and we also have a voicemail line that you can call. Leave your thoughts. Let us know what you think about the movies. It's 415-779-5278. 415-779-LAST. And lastly, head on out to iTunes and give us a five-star review if you like what we do. Really appreciate it. We've got about 10 out there right now. Yeah, 10 or so. I want to thank every single person that submitted a review for us. It helps us a lot. If you haven't done so, please head on out and do that for us. Yeah, I want to thank the future five-star reviewers because I know you're going to go out there at five stars. <laughs> we really appreciate it for everybody that uh, submitted a review, everybody that has emailed us so far. Really appreciate the feedback. We're having a lot of fun doing this, and we hope that you guys are having a lot of fun listening. Yeah, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, everyone. So we've done, uh, what, three movies so far? Yep, this is four. This is our fourth movie. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the movie? Well, uh, the movie we got here today, part two of our Christmas special, is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, brought to you by Tiger's Talkboy. So, <laughs> <laughs> one year after Kevin was left at Home Alone and had to defeat a pair of bumbling burglars, we all know that movie, Home Alone 1, he accidentally found himself in New York City with his, with his Tiger Talkboy, and at the same time, the criminals are not far behind his talk boy. <laughs> <laughs> the talk boy, the so let me ask you about this toy. Yeah. Was this toy invented for the movie to be sold? I mean, I'm not a I'm not familiar with the toy industry or how things work, but did they invent this yeah. movie and say, "Hey, we're going to put this in here so people can sell it?" Uh-huh. Or was it just something that happened to be in the movie and they said, "Hey, let, maybe we could sell it?" Was so it, this this is a chicken or the egg question. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what's first, the chicken or the egg? What do you think? I feel like it was invented before the movie and it was a strongly persuaded plot device. So you think maybe a toy company was like, hey, you're making this movie. This is all about consumerism here. We're going to try to get, as Howard Langston would say, well, or, or Sinbad would say. I don't, I don't know, though. I guess it's hard because it was such an integral part of the plot. I mean, throughout. I mean, he used that thing in, in many scenes. Unless they just assume, okay, this kid's a master like technologist, yeah. so let's give him a tape recorder. And then someone's like, hey, we got to create a talk boy. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was invented for the movie, and like during production, maybe they found a way to sell it to someone, and maybe because uh, I think uh, it was Tiger, Tiger, and right? Mattel, yeah. it was, or not, but Tiger turned into Hasbro, I think. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, and I think that's how it came. But I, I don't know the timeline of it. I mean, I'm sure it's on Wikipedia, but I don't know how much you can trust that. But I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that the Talk Boy was sold very close to the Christmas season because I think these movies come out on Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. 
Like they, they, they came out one and two came out on Thanksgiving in the theater, so I'm sure the toy was right around the Listen, corner. Listen, if something's on Wikipedia, it's a fact, yeah. okay? I yeah. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Cite so, your papers on that. Did you have a talk boy? No. I, I, did, never I did, did not either. have a tape recorder, Drew. Did you want did you want one? <laughs> I wanted a tape recorder. Did you, so did you ask your parents, like, hey, you know what? On your Christmas list or on Santa's list, did you yeah. ask for a talk boy? No, I it, I didn't fall for that particular marketing. I fall for a lot of marketing in my time, but not that, that particular marketing. Yeah, I actually just never thought that thing was cool. No, I, I didn't I didn't hate on it when I was a kid. I just never thought it was a thing you could get. I didn't know. I thought it was just the thing in a movie. In the movie. Yeah. So you didn't know that it was at the toy store. Right, yeah. That. I had no idea. Yeah, I had a friend that had one and I just thought Okay, that's a cool tape recorder. Yeah. Like, I had seen tape recorders before. I had, yeah. like, a t- cassette player. That yeah, like, it's a press-down type thing. It's not the handheld thing. Yeah. You had, like, the press-down. I don't yeah. know. I've had one of those, but that's not really a toy. It's, like, a tool more this, than anything. This kind of brings me to to branding in this movie. And and without judging the movie, you know, too far right now, I want to say that that I did notice, like, quite a few brands in here. Did you see any of these? You know what? It's funny because um, I saw your notes before we started yeah. doing this. I mean, I saw them, but I didn't really think much of them as far as advertisements until you until you pointed them out really the, the biggest one that stood out to me there was two actually so visa was the first one because the dad had the credit card and they like really zoomed in on it over yeah. and over See, I, I didn't really catch that one a- and then fruit stripe gum yeah. was the other one when when he pays rob schneider the tip at, the yeah. tip and yeah. he yeah. gives him the gum yeah. they like zoomed in on that for a long time and they just kind of stood there yeah same with the talk boy too when he first had the talk boy they zoomed in like a kid's like christmas commercial and they made it look like, hey, you know, we we want you to want this. Yeah, this is what this thing is called. Kevin yeah. McAllister has it. You should have it, too. Yeah. You're getting all sorts of mischief if you I, get it. There was a couple others, too. So, obviously, Fuller, drinking Fuller, the Coke. Drinking the Coke. And yep. they had, like, six pan- six cans of Coke everywhere. Yeah. Um, The Plaza Hotel. Yeah. The most luxurious, luxurious hotel. hotel. I want to stay at the Plaza Hotel when I go to New York. Did you catch Donald Trump in this, too? No, I didn't. There was there was a scene where McAllister was walking through the lobby, and yeah. I think he bumps into somebody, and it's actually Donald Trump. Really? Yeah. Go I back and watch that. it. I, oh. I, yeah, he was. It was kind of quick. It was only like a, a fifteen second cameo, well, but Trump was in there. A cameo that only Trump would demand if you're using his hotel. <laughs> yeah. So, so I want to ask you. Obviously, we've seen this movie as kids, right? I mean, sure. I mean we grew up watching yeah. Home Alone. Yeah. What, you're sheltered if you're yeah. around. You know. What did you think of this movie as a kid, and now how do you th- how did you take it when you watched it now? Well, I'll tell you, watching the movie as a kid, I I I had this form in my head before I watched it today that I liked this one better than the first one, and I probably did. I agree with that when I was younger, but watching this back again, I got a little upset by it just because it's such a blatant ripoff. Yeah, of the first one, pretty much a yeah. copy, carbon copy of it. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we're we're talking about from the um, the setup of the movie where Buzz does something messed up to Kevin, Buzz, his older brother, and it kind of kind of ruins the night. It ruins the chorus the one time, and then the first one, he ate his cheese pizza, and <laughs> Kevin starts to fight, and all the, everything gets spilled, and tickets get lost, which yeah. is kind of like how he gets left behind in the first one. Sure, this is the same thing. He he starts a big fight in the chorus. Everybody's mad at him. He go back to the house. Kevin's sent to his room upstairs in the attic again. It's the same thing. I think that that's okay in some movies, but this one, looking back and watching it again, so I watched it yesterday. I mean, I own this movie. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, I, I had very fond memories of this as a kid, but looking back on it, I think maybe the memories were fonder than than the movie is. And sure. I love the first one. I think the first one's a classic, you know? And, and we were originally going to do the first one, but... We looked at it, it's like, it's too good of a movie for us to kind of try to find ways to make it better or whatever. Yeah. But 
to me, the second one is exactly what you said. It's it's a, a carbon copy of the first yeah. one and not necessarily better. Right. It's, it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad movie because yeah. I still had some enjoyment out of it. But it was really clear to me watching it today in this day and age how much of a copy it was yeah. and how it's if it's a copy it's more than likely inferior to its original so this movie got a 6.5 on imdb and a 24 percent on rotten tomatoes that, that falls in line i feel and, i'm surprised yeah. 6.5 actually i would expect it to be a little bit higher i don't know how often these things are re-reviewed yeah if that's the right word but to me that those scores kind of sound in line like you said right. with, with what it is critics um, would be hesitant to give it a good review because it's such a copy when's the last time you watched this on purpose i mean i i can't remember the last time i put this on yeah willingly and said hey i'm gonna go watch home alone 2 right yeah. now probably when i was in my younger days renting movies from the grocery store <laughs> lanco or and whatever Lan- lanco if anyone which, knows what lanco yeah, is which is a um a popular train that is now discontinued in um <laughs> in lehigh valley Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh so other than that, no, it's just I would catch seeds of it on like TBS, TNT, yeah. USA, whatever the hell. I never really watched it from start to finish until I just watched it back for this episode right so here. So they've shown this a lot more in recent times, I feel, than the original. So the original is always on, right? Especially at Christmas time. Sure. But I feel that the TV stations and networks have been making a concerted effort to show this one a little bit more than in the past. Have you, you noticed so? that? I think so. Like I Personally, to me, I mean, I'm not looking for it, but when it's yeah. on, I'll watch it. Kind of uh-huh. like what we said about some of these other movies. If it's yeah. on, I'm just going to watch it. Right. But for me, I, I haven't really noticed that this is on TV a lot until more recent times. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Maybe it's just no, my head. No, it's, it's very possible just because it's a more modern version. And, and I think this kind of comes back to one of the things is like a lot of people look at Macaulay Culkin as he's such a cute kid. He's one of the cutest kids and, and good child actors. But yeah. When the heck did he start looking like an alien? <laughs> like he he's no offense to yeah. Macaulay Culkin, but he is one of the weirdest looking dudes in the world yeah. right now. And even I, I don't I don't want to bash the kid as a kid. Yeah. But I'm going to bash this kid did right you now. You see he had the, like the weird looking tendencies to get older, you mean? Yeah, like even in this one because yeah. the first one he was maybe like 7 or 8 years old. I don't know how yeah. much he really was. I can't maybe he, maybe he was time. 9 or 10 at during filming, yeah. but he was playing an 8-year-old. This right. year he's playing a 10-year-old. He's kind of got the long face. Like, why he got a long face? Like Kevin, it's Kevin's got a long face, literally. <laughs> why the long face, kid? <laughs> he actually does yeah. have a long face. Yeah. It's starting to form, too. Yeah. Well, and the nose is starting to get, like, pre-nose job looking. Yeah. You know, he looks very pre-weird, yeah. if that's and, a word. And, and, and today, it's like he's got, like, scraggly beard, you know, scraggly mustache. <laughs> he's kind of a scraggly looking dude. He's... Still got the big head, but his body didn't quite grow into didn't it. Didn't he date Mila Kunis for the longest time? Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they were together. You know and what? Then... They kind of... She's has similar odd features. Now, she's a very beautiful woman, but... <laughs> she wised up, though, and she yeah. went to Ashton Kutcher. Not that he's better or worse, but yeah. at least he's, you know, he seems like a nice guy. I don't know. Maybe Macaulay Culkin's a nice guy. Hot. Yeah, he's the lady, hot. The ladies love He's a hot guy. Love them some Ashton Kutcher. But Macaulay Culkin to me looks like an alien right now. He he actually looks like he was hanging out with Michael Jackson yeah. and he got plastic surgery advice from him. But I can understand why the ladies want to date Macaulay Culkin though. He's probably got some crazy stories. Yeah, all the all the coke he did when yeah. he was ten on right. the set of Home Alone too. You ever watch The Good Son? Oh man. With Elijah Wood and where he was murderous Kevin Dude, McAllister. He freaks me out in that movie. That was nuts, that movie. I don't know what year yeah. was that made, do you know? 
I think it, it, it might have been directly after Home Alone 2. Yeah. It might have been his next movie. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's the timeline. If they remade The Good Son, I feel like they could use him now yeah. because he looks scarier than he did yeah. even then. It was such a shocker because like you think of Macaulay Culkin as a wholesome Home Alone hero. They go and throw him in this yeah. psycho movie. It's like, whoa, that scared crap. the crap out of me. Yeah. You know, he was really creepy. Yeah. It's funny because I was, I was a young kid. I should not have watched that movie yeah. probably, but it's like, <laughs> oh, Kevin McAllister's in this movie. I want to watch it. Yeah, you got to watch it. Yeah. It's all, oh, it's Home Alone 3. You watch it and he's like killing animals and he's trying to get his brother and mom killed. He did killed. a convincing job. Yeah. I wonder, if he took, good. I wonder if he took that role on purpose to be like, you know what? I'm not going to get compartmentalized here as this nice little kid that's mean to his family, but, you know, likes to stay home alone. Yeah. And, and not to beat a dead horse here, but... His brother is in this movie, right? Kieran Culkin. Yes. He's in the first one too. He's fuller. Yes, he's fuller. And he's the one that wets the bed. Yeah. But he looks normal. He does. So do you think Macaulay Culkin had some work done? <laughs> he looks like, like I said, he looks like he was hanging out with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson recommended a good nose job guy to him. Maybe something along those lines. Forged the signatures for yeah. parental, for parental uh, okay to get the yeah. surgery. I don't Michael know. Michael Jackson was just trying to help a brother out. An extended He's, weekend. Yeah. He has his own doctors come to the Neverland Ranch. That's where it was. You know? I'm sure the surgery was done there. All right. That's a possibility. <laughs> anyway, enough about his looks. I'm sure he's a nice guy in real life. But I want to ask you, nice guy in real life, jerk in the movie. Oh, my God. Jerk. First of all, before we get into what he does, did it bother you the way he uses words that end in K? Yes. He has this thing where it's like jerk. Like Very he, hard. He emphasizes the K in any word that he says. <laughs> Yeah, very hard, like, yeah, consonants right. there. I just, I, it really bugged me. I just, I could not stand it. And every time he said it, it just, like, cut through me like a knife. But, yeah, the thing is, his family is kind of, a, like, they're, they're kind of rich, richy riches a little bit, which yeah, another movie which that another he did. Which another movie that hey, he's in, right? Yeah. He kind of fell in line with yeah. that one, too. So, is he, like, the normal kid that is kind of disgusted by the rich lifestyle, lavish lifestyle that his family lives? Or is he the, is he the jerk? Is he this big for lack of a better word a-hole that <laughs> that the whole family just rebels against let's be serious you lose your kid twice yeah. in what back-to-back years and and they don't look like they know what they're doing no dad's working hard mom's working hard i don't know what she does i don't know what he does He's, they look like lawyers or something yes you know? what if they're like high-powered one's a defense like a, attorney yeah <laughs> the other one's, one's the, a prosecution yeah i feel yeah. like the mom definitely looks like a lawyer and so yeah. does the dad the dad looks like, you know, they're they're busy at work. Yes. The mom's busy at they her office, care. her court yeah. office. And like you said, maybe they're maybe they go against each other. Usually those types of families hire nannies. Yeah. They don't have a nanny. That's but the problem. They don't care about this kid is the point. They don't need a nanny because yeah. they don't care. That's and, what it seems like. And Buzz, you think about Buzz, like he's the oldest, oh. and he's such a jerk. He'll he's just the watch Kevin. Biggest asshole, right? So he grew up with this same treatment. That's yeah. how Kevin's on his way to becoming his his brother's That's brother. That's exactly you right. Know, you say your father's son, his brother's yeah. brother. He's going to be the next buzz. He's going to be that big of a jerk because well, the way they were brought up. Well, especially, you know, especially when you have an uncle like Uncle Frank. <laughs> I mean, God. So first off, the, the family looks like rich snobs, okay? Yeah. They look like rich snobs. And you know what? They have a nice house. That's great. But they don't seem like they're that nice to their kids. They put them on a vacation. This is a Howard Langston thing. I'm going to buy you something and, and buy your love. Yes. I'm going to buy a trip That's to Paris true. for they, you. They neglect the family all year long. And at the Christmas, they're like, you know what? We got to make it up. We're going to throw somebody at this thing. These kids are going to love us again for another year. Yeah. Oh, we'll take them to Paris. Yeah. This time, la. we'll take them to Miami. Ooh. Sunny, hot 
Miami. Who wants to spend Christmas in a tropical climate anyway? As, I gotta tell as Kevin you, McAllister says. I think they blew all their money on this European vacation last yeah. year, and I feel like they had no pride. They well, knew where they were going. Well, big shot Peter McAllister's foot in the whole bill. <laughs> they say this in the movies, foot in the whole bill for these vacations. How Cheap, rich How rich are these people? Cheapskate Uncle Frank yeah. loves that. <laughs> he loves that. He's taking a shower with his hot water. Yep, exactly. He's probably doing his laundry at his house. Extended shower. Yeah, laundry. Absolutely. One, one pair of boxers in the yeah. dryer, right? <laughs> That's probably what he does. Yeah. Hey, hold on. I got to dry something. Yeah. None of these people look like nice people. I'm sorry. The kids look like they're spoiled jerks. Yeah. Especially Buzz. Buzz is the kind of guy you want to punch in the face. Right. I mean, you see that guy and you think, what a jerk. I, I think that the thing that he ha- that he did at the, the concert when he put the... the playing uh, with the candles. Which was so dumb because yeah. nobody in the audience would have even been able to see that. How far away are they? They're acting like they saw it on a big screen and everyone's laughing. Like, I know it's a uh, ha crap on Kevin day, yeah. but no way. No way that happens. It wasn't that funny. Also, I feel like the parents would be laughing at that, but so, I, I digress. What did you think of Uncle Frank? Well, Uncle Frank, he's obviously a cheapskate, but he's, he's no worse than anyone else. Like, really? I mean, he, first of all, you know, he's telling Kevin... Stay out of the bathroom when I'm in the shower. Because I get the feeling Kevin's done this multiple times before. <laughs> That's a, it's an understandable so, request. Yeah. So I don't know what happened in previous times. Uncle Frank's in the shower. Maybe he's on the toilet. Here comes nosy Kevin barging in on the bathroom. It's, he's probably annoyed by it. That he has to say it makes me think that he does it all the time. <laughs> D- does With a tape know- recorder? Can he lock the door, though? Do they not have locks? Maybe, maybe they're, they're so rich. It's an older house, you know? Yeah. Peter McAllister, he's not handy. He's not going to fix it himself. Head on to Home Depot, man. Yeah, get, he, him, get a lock. He doesn't know how to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> Doesn't he have people for that? I felt like... the no, they don't have the nanny. They're not going to have a handyman. <laughs> he should have a butler. Yeah. I feel like like they look like the type of people that would have a butler. Remember the old the the first one? They had this old furnace that was breaking, yeah, yeah. And making all his noise. He doesn't have time to clean his furnace. He can't fix that. Yeah, his, his boiler. He can't so fix he doesn't that. have time to fix a lock on the bathroom. <laughs> so. Uncle Frank, I could see him being angry about it though. Yeah, I mean, he probably walks into him all the time in the bathroom. But he, we're painted this picture of Uncle Frank as this mean guy, but he's probably just annoyed that this punk kid is recording him in the bathroom he knew he was gonna do it and he did it anyway <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of a violation i mean yeah. recording a man in the shower while he's you know singing yeah. just just having a jolly time showering and christmas time yeah <laughs> i like that when he catches him he yells at him and then he goes back to sing it again like he, he snaps right back, <laughs> right into, back it. into it yeah. <laughs> yeah. snap right back into it do you have an, do you have any family members like uncle frank i feel like we all have weird uncles yeah i mean i don't have an uncle like uncle frank i, I do have kind of a cheapskate kind of an oddball <laughs> uncle who will remain nameless but do i know this i probably don't know you this probably person. i don't think you know him no but um there are i do have some fond memories of similar situations of him yelling at me for doing a kid thing i guess did so you I record him in the shower i did not record be, be him serious no. here I, I i did not peep <laughs> <laughs> i may have eavesdropped <laughs> But I didn't record it. Yeah. I don't know. And as far as brothers go, what do you think of Buzz? What, as far as brothers go, what do you think of Buzz? Do you think he's better or worse brother than our pal from a few episodes ago, Kip Raines? I feel like if I had a brother like Buzz, I would ask for a new family. Because to <laughs> me, this kid, I can't, listen, I can't blame Kevin for acting the way he does because that guy's just beating him up all the time, like verbally. Probably beats him up physically, too. Yeah. You know, Buzz looks like the kind of guy that would fart in your face. Oh, like yeah. Like, he would hold you down and fart in your face. Well, let me ask you this. How old is Buzz? I, I want to say, they're, if they're in, say, let's say they're in private school, and yeah. all the grades are mixed. Let's say it's like, I don't know, kindergarten through 12. 
I feel like he's definitely a junior or a senior in high school. Right. So you got this junior. He's got the varsity right, jacket. Call him. Call him sixteen. Okay. All right. All right. So if you're sixteen and you have this like nine year old brother, it's very. It's a huge gap. That I feel like I've never I've never been in this situation. You have a brother too. I think he's is he two years younger. Two than years you? younger than me. I have a sister who's three years older. Older than, me. than you. Okay. And let me tell you about my sister. I mean, love her to death. <laughs> she put me through hell sometimes when we were younger. <laughs> was she buzzing you? She was buzzing me a little bit. Not as as hardcore as buzz, but but that was only a three year gap. Yeah. Now if this is a six or seven year gap, that's true. With a mean streak. This is a recipe for disaster. So that's true. I feel that's there's a it's too much of a of an age gap there. That's why he resents this little brother because oh, what are you having another kid for? Because he was probably you know he was eight at the time probably, and yeah. he's like, wait, mom and dad, you have another kid? I have to deal with another snot nosed brat running around here. I feel like the, the equivalent of, he is kind of the equivalent of Kip Rains. He's not a younger brother. So so what's the rich guy equivalent of boosting cars? I mean, he probably he probably steals all his stuff. He probably beats him up, throws yeah. him against a wall, and says, "Hey, man, get out of here." Yeah, takes his five dollar allowance or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. he steals it, yeah. and then he goes and buys whatever. He buys BB guns or whatever. Yeah, he buys mice to feed a spider or whatever. whatever and that, that's the do. thing about Buzz. I just, I hate that guy. He's a jerk. Yeah, well, and screw him. Well, he that he's probably one of the best actors in this movie because he probably you're supposed is. to. And and how about that confession when he's like apologizes and oh, and he's so sweet. He's just he gives on like the biggest sob story about it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe it. And then he goes and he makes that face to yeah. Kevin. He sits in the he sits in the chair and he like he puts the arm up over his face. He's like, good acting job. I gotta give him up. Did anyone ever do that to you? You're you're in like a confessional type thing and you know you're trying to apologize. The, the parents sit you down. Yeah. Oh, you better say you're sorry. No, my sister never apologized. She to never me for any wrongdoings. So. <laughs> So no, that has never happened to me. So let let's take so you, a so put real quick. You never bullied your brother? No, no. Uh, my brother bullied me. And really? I'm sure he wouldn't admit this, uh-huh. but I was always like feeling bad. As the older brother, yeah. he bullied you. I'm I'm just trying to be a nice because you have a heart here. of gold and you you don't want to bash. Him. I'll never forget. So here's a story for you. So my uh-huh. brother and I were in a very heated fight and uh, shoving, probably punching. Yeah. Uh, we were upstairs in our in our our house at, at my parents' house when we were I, we were probably like. 13 and 11 or something maybe or two years apart yeah so we were punching shoving whatever you know whatever young young kids do to each other and uh he shoved me against the wall (laughs) and it was a drywall so my shoulder made the like biggest dent ever into the wall and we hit it so hard (laughs) and so imagine two people so mad at each other they want to punch each other in the face yeah in that moment we became best friends because you're dead together. Yeah, and we we were going down. So yeah. immediately, the second the second he shoved me in the wall, he had like the fire in his eyes. Yeah. The second he shoves me into this wall, my arm hits it, and there's a big dent in the wall, like a big hole. And uh, we both looked at each other, and we're thinking, "Oh shit, <laughs> how are we gonna fix this?" So we immediately started coming up with a story. I'm sure my parents would tell you today. You know, they didn't believe us for a second. Right. But we were thinking, you know, how the heck are we going to get out of this? And we became best friends in that moment. Yeah. And I feel like those moments slowly went down after that uh-huh. because of things like that. And, you know, dad made us fix it and uh, patch it up. So yeah. we learned a little bit about spackling there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, so Buzz and Kevin would never join forces like no, that. No, hell so, no. Right. No way in yeah. hell. Yeah, they would blame each other and that would be that. So now feels like a, a good time to take a quick break here and tell everybody about the sweepstakes. Let's the giveaway that. that we're that we're running. Let's do that. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. 
So one of the hottest holiday debates in recent years has been questioning whether Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie or not. We're not going to reveal what we think on the matter, but we want to hear what you guys think. Why don't you tell them the rules? All right, well, the rules are you have to either follow us or like us on Twitter, um, tweet us or post on the, post on the Facebook wall, um, lastrowpodcast at gmail.com, or leave us a comment on the post uh, giving us your opinion. We want to know whether you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not, along with your best supporting argument. Now, it doesn't matter if you're for or against it. Um, we won't discriminate. Yeah. Yeah, just basically uh, give us your opinion, and the most um, the most compelling argument will be the winner. We have a very special prize based on the topic of our next movie, which is a New Year's movie. Um, we're excited to re- reveal that, um, but we'll let you know. Um, we're planning on letting you guys submit up to New Year's Day, and then uh, we'll make an announcement on New Year's Day on uh, one of our social media accounts, and then after that, we'll announce it on our, our following podcast. So right. good luck to everybody. Make sure you enter. And if you have any questions, just let us know. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll reveal the winner, and um, we'll also maybe read off a couple as well, a couple of the, of the better answers. We already got a few in because we we uh, we recently just pre-posted this on Twitter. So yeah. so yeah, keep them coming in, and we'll pick the best one. That sounds good. So so back to uh, back to Kevin uh, in this hotel, this luxurious hotel. How much money do you think he racked up on his dad's credit card during his stay? Well, I can tell you this: I know for a fact based on the screenshot in the end, that yeah. he racked up, just on room service alone, uh-huh. $967.43. <laughs> so that's like ice cream, yeah. meals, Whatever movies porno? he rented. I'm did, sure he was he rent a porno? Some, look, if you're, uh, uh, however old he is, yeah. yeah, I'm sure he did. He rented R-rated movies. Yeah. We know that, but did he go X? Yeah, he went rated X. <laughs> I don't know if they have the VOD in the, in the hotel room. I'm sure think, he was renting that. Yeah. If they did, he was all over it. <laughs> but I feel like he spent more on himself yeah. Then his entire family spent on flying every single person to Miami. All right, but let's click break this down real quick. All yeah. right, so so we know uh, what was it nine sixty seven nine sixty seven. All right, for room service, call it a thousand. Thou- call it a thousand. Even round up to a thousand. All right, because he got a tip. He spent two nights at the Plaza Hotel before he got caught. I I want to say that's at least eight hundred bucks a so night. So you a think thousand. it's eight hundred a night? I'm saying a thousand. Okay, we'll call it a thousand a night for that sweet room that Herbert Hoover also stayed at. Yeah. Not the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Not the vacuum guy. <laughs> The former president, as Rob Schneider will point out to you. Um, so that's 3, a cool three grand. So we're talking flights. We're talking uh, room at the at the Dolphin Motel, which was a piece of crap. We, As we see. Uncle Frank didn't think <laughs> so Frank. when he went there on his honeymoon. Yeah. How many rooms do you think they rented out at the Dolphin Motel to it, squeeze like 12 people it into? It looked like they were all squeezed into one. Yeah. But... That cheapskate Uncle Frank, man, he booked it. Now, come on. Wouldn't you know Peter McAllister as a yeah. baller, as a high roller, yeah. as a guy who is a man of, with luxurious taste, yes. okay, flying first only, class? Only the finest. Wouldn't he know when he books a room at the Dolphin Motel, it's like forty nine ninety nine a yeah. night, hey, maybe I should check this place well, out? Maybe, maybe he gave Frank some cash. He said, I don't want to deal with it. I'm too busy. I don't want to deal with it. Just go book the hotel so you for think us. this scumbag, somewhere nice. scumbag Uncle Frank pocketed the rest? Yes. That's 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 exactly what I believe. Scumbag Uncle Frank stealing hot yeah. water. Yep, doing all of his chores at, at doing his laundry at their yeah. house, stealing his money. He says, "Here, here's a thousand dollars. Give it. Get us a nice hotel. Put on your credit card. I'll give you this cash. Just take care of it." I you don't think wanna, Uncle Frank has a credit card? He looks like a kind of guy that doesn't have a credit card. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be burdened. <laughs> he's got by a diners it. club card. Yeah, that's what he has. He so. has. Yeah, he has the frequent fly. He, that's yeah. that's what he's got. Yeah. 
So that's probably what happened there. So so we got say they spend what they left on so the twenty first. So they're gonna yeah. spend maybe five days in tropical paradise. I'm saying fifty dollars a night. Fifty dollars a night. They look like they were packed into one yeah. room too. Uncle Frank didn't. <laughs> he figured they could all use two yeah. beds, two queens. So that's two fifty. How much is the flight per per passenger? They got about twelve guests. We'll call it. Uh, they're flying from Chicago, right? From Chicago to Florida. Let's call it two hundred a head. Is all that? Right. I Back think it's then. more than that. I don't uh, know. 300 ahead. 300, okay. Okay. So I, we could be way off yeah. base on that. I have so no idea. Three times 12, that's uh, $3,600. Yeah. So 3600 plus the 250 we'll call it 4000 I got to tell you, I'm, I'm loving this breakdown here, yeah. by the way. Do you like my mental math? Yeah, I have you're no, doing I have a great no calculator job here. in front of me. You're doing a great job All right, here. so we got $4,000 on this trip, and Kevin himself spent $3,000 in two days at this <laughs> hotel. You're dead. You're grounded for life. What? So what's... what's uh, uh, Peter McAllister is that his dad's name? Peter no, that's the uncle. Yeah. What's the uncle? The uncle's Rob. Oh, okay, Rob. Yeah, Ugh, Rob. Such an uncle name. Yeah. Uncle Rob. Bob. Uncle Rob. Georgette. Yeah, I got a good memory. <laughs> I feel like I feel. <laughs> I feel like Peter McAllister's credit card would have definitely got declined because. Are you kidding me? He's got that. He's got that platinum card. Son. Yeah, but didn't they see that he was in Florida? They got to see the trans. Well, I guess he never went there, but. Yeah. They knew that based on if he put the trip on his credit card, any good credit card company would say, hey, this card looks stolen, which it shows up as stolen. Yeah, you know right? what? Yeah, because he spent it all this money. But but no, that's why, because Uncle Frank's credit card, his Diners Club card paid for that hotel. That's why <laughs> That's why they never crossed on the credit card companies. Uncle Frank, I'm that's not joking. Out. This guy looks like the cheapest freaking guy yep. ever. He looks like, oh, such a cheapskate, yeah. man. Kevin running up three grand, he's dead. Grounded for life. There's no coming back. I don't care that you got lost. That, that That's over with. But do you think that Peter McAllister, so he let him do all this stuff and he just assumed, oh, we'll get to Florida. It'll be fine. We'll be there. We'll they, be in sunny beach, Miami. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, realistically, they got so much money, they don't care. Yeah, they don't. And here's another thing that I'm, that I'm upset about. At the end of the movie. Yeah. When it's all said and done, they find Kevin. Everybody's in that three-story hotel room that probably cost 10 grand a night. That was Donald Trump's right? personal suite, I yeah. feel. Maybe they gave it to him like as a sorry for the hotel for scaring away Kevin. Yeah. Possibly. So they wake up Christmas morning and Duncan, the the, the toy, the toy the, man, the toy man that, that Kevin meets earlier in the episode, uh, episode the, the show, the movie, under the tree, there's like a hundred toys. Yeah, that's unnecessary. Why does the rich family need free stuff? Well, and that leads me to something else. We'll talk a little bit more about her later. Yeah. So this this pigeon lady. Yes. Kevin goes and gives her a, a freaking little ornament. He could have given her a million different things out of all those boxes. Yeah. There might have been some clothes in there. She could use some How new clothes. How about cash, Kevin? She, <laughs> she could use some cash. She, she needs use, to feed herself. She, also, she has this pigeon feed. She has no food. <laughs> he, he bought her a cup of coffee yeah. or a cup of tea while they hung out in the top of the orchestra. He thinks he's doing good. Kevin. He's not. He's not these, these parents are not doing such a good job right. of raising this kid. Especially right. the fact that he talked to a homeless person. Yeah. So Kevin doesn't know one way or the other the value of a dollar. This kid's he's destined for failure. I'll tell you what his best skill is though. Right. If you're watching a TV show or something, yeah. If you're if you're at like your house and you you have a guy there, it's like I'm not gonna claim to be the best guy. I actually think you're the best guy at this. Am I a good? I don't flipper? like to be the, the remote holder. Yeah. Because when I'm watching a show, I don't like the burden of having to fast forward through the commercials. To me, like I just want it like because I always over fast forward or uh-huh. I never go far enough. Kevin's the guy that you're going to give the remote to. <laughs> he's, he, the, he's the master DVR man. He, he's, <laughs> if, if there's one skill that this guy has yeah. that's besides being a criminal mastermind for setting traps, yeah. it's using a freaking remote. Yeah. He's the master of a VCR, of a tape recorder. Yes. Every time he hits play, it's exactly yeah. where it needs Anything to be. Anything analog, he's on it. 
You would think that this kid has all the tracks queued up like on a right. CD player or something like hit play and it goes, hit next, it goes. Yeah. So when he does that move where he rewards back uh, angels with filthier wigs that we referenced <laughs> in the beginning of the movie to scare the hotel staff. Yeah. Like he's all over that fast forward rewind thing. He's on point. How how the heck? What I don't understand is why wouldn't they send a SWAT team up there? Yeah. There's it, a madman with a gun at well, the Plaza that's Hotel. That's what the guy says. So uh, what's his name? Um, Tim Curry's Tim character. Curry. He's like, there's a madman with a gun in the hotel. And all the rich people at the top of that place are just kind of like, eh, I don't care. Like they don't, they just totally dismiss it. <laughs> this is New York City, man. They're going to be sending a SWAT team up there. They don't mess around there, and and the volume of a TV. Since when has a volume of a television been mistaken for a real person? Yeah, that's completely absurd. And that's the kind of staff at the Plaza Hotel that they hire. They just can't. Are they so dumb that they can't tell the difference? I mean, I guess we got to suspend disbelief because right, it's a that's, movie. That's one where it's it's completely movie magic. And it's funny, but I got to say, what did you think? So did you think that the TV clip that he played was better in the first one or the second one? This one. I like the second one, yeah. I that's, like the first one better. I don't know. That's an improvement. I thought it was an improvement. I like snakes. Yeah. I feel like snakes, you know? <laughs> I don't know no snakes. I feel like snakes, to me, was better than... I didn't understand why he was shooting the lady. Yeah. Like, what did she do? She cheated on him or something, well, so he well, blasted yeah. her? Yeah, you, you, you blow her away for cheating on you. It's I mean, clearly extreme. it's a little extreme, but hey, angel with filthier wigs. <laughs> part two. I, I just... I've, I personally like snakes better. Uh, along with the lines of this movie, the sequel, you go harder. You don't go softer. You go harder. We'll so. see that with the traps too. But Whereas snakes probably deserved it, this woman that cheated on him didn't. That's see, that's the thing. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get past that. I felt like there's nothing but she could do. Like, it's a sequel. It's a, it's, it's a microcosm of the Bigger entire Home Alone world. Whereas in the Home Alone world, Kevin set these traps that are clearly made to kill someone. <laughs> in the movie, in the movie, he's showing no remorse, killing this woman for no good reason other than. A broken heart. That's a great analysis, actually, because yeah. it, it kind of does play to the rest of the movie. Like, yeah. everything is Everything's bigger. It's bigger. And that's the thing. In sequels, you want things to be bigger, better. They do that in every sequel, in any movie. Yeah. Make it bigger. One of the other things that I thought was kind of interesting was um, the pigeon lady versus the shovel guy in the first one. Yes, because they're the same character. A as an eight-year-old, how old do you think he is? Eight years old? I think he's ten in this one. He's, he's eight ten? in the first okay. one, ten in the so second he's one. he's ten. As a ten-year-old kid, what's scarier to you? A homeless lady in a park with pigeons on her? Yeah. In the daylight. I think that was the daylight when he first saw her, right? I think so. Versus a neighbor with a beard and a shovel. He's got a shovel. <laughs> and he had the boots with the springs yeah. on him. Yeah. Who, who's scarier to you? It has to be the pigeon lady. I mean... She could be on speed or math yeah, or something? He, he walked up to the exact perfect homeless person. Because if he walked up to the wrong homeless person, he'd be dead. And well, Harry and Marv never would have gotten to him in the first place. <laughs> when, he was, when he was in the park at that one point when he was freaking out, yeah. he's going through the park and there's all these other homeless people that are... Yeah, he, he runs into the hookers, he runs into the guy yeah. laying by the tree, guys talking to mumble into himself. On LSD or something. Yeah. So then you got this lady with pigeon shit all over her, her clothes. <laughs> She, really, she didn't have enough pigeon shit no. on her. I felt like with all those pigeons, she would be completely yeah. covered so in it. So if, you know, when you're the, the, so you're doing the seed, you're the costume designer. If you're the pigeon lady, you're like, can I have more shit on my, yeah. or my costume, please? This is unbelievable. I felt, where, where was Chris Columbus on that yeah. one? He should have came out and said, get, come on, yeah. let's get some more pigeon crap. Yeah. Get that on her. <laughs> she wasn't covered enough in it. Yeah, get the Elmer's glue or whatever yeah. it is. There was a hundred to... pigeons yeah. on her. It's like, there's no way that there was not more, more crap right. on her. Yeah. The guy was just a neighbor. The shovel guy is just a neighbor. I mean, you should, you're, again, if you, had, if you had some, any kind of good parenting there, you would have, you would walk your kid over to the neighbor that you see that your son's clearly scared of this guy and introduce him. 
But I feel like that guy looked like he could bash your face in with a shovel. This he, woman just had a kind face. He did bash. He bashed, he bashed him. Bashed Marv's yeah, Marv. head with the, Yeah, he did. But to me, the woman looks like, she almost looks a little bit more friendly. I don't know. Even yeah. though she's a homeless person, you know, well, maybe she's, maybe she is crazy. Like she's going to just yeah. rob you or something. Well, yeah, realistically, he should be nowhere near that lady or else he'd be dead. There's a million times where he's lost the load of the city. He should be dead. Yeah. But he goes and talks to her miraculously. He ends up having a conversation with this woman and she's homeless because, oh, somebody broke my heart. So <laughs> she, she's like homeless by will almost. That's like Kip Rain saying, oh, I, you know, our dad yeah. left us, so I had to so boost had to cars. Boost cars, yeah. Nothing else we could there do. There's no other way to get around this. I, I have a theory about this lady, okay? Yes. So you hear um, Duncan in the in the toy shop, Mr. Yes. Duncan. So who, give, give us a background, to give background on Duncan. So Duncan is, is the man that owns this toy shop. Uh, Tim Curry calls a limo down to... Macaulay Culkin's character because he felt bad about walking in on his yeah. father who was actually a blow up like pool toy pool, pool toy yeah so in Kevin, the shower Kevin Fulton with his talk yeah, boy with the again. talk boy tape again master of the DVR yeah master of the DVR he, yeah. he played him with with this blow up t- blow up doll or whatever for better or worse and he winds up going to the um the toy store yeah. so he says where's a good place to go I want to go to this toy store so he goes to this toy store Duncan's. every toy ever it looks like yeah. a pretty sweet toy yeah. shop I would like this place but it looks like he's going to buy whatever for Christmas. He's going to spend all his dad's money. He's got a big envelope full of cash. Yes. Big wad of cash. And uh, he winds up finding out about Duncan. Duncan owns this toy shop. He donates money to the children's hospital. Yeah. And we hear that Harry and Marv are in there too, and they hear it, and they want to rob this place because they know it's the only place that could have cash, cash on, on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. They don't have a safe. No. They leave it in that 1800s you know, general store register. And also, they have the donation money in a clear yeah. treasure chest, so yeah. you can see how much money is in there. Wide open. Yeah, and, they, and it's, it's completely open, ready to ready to be stolen. But. I don't want to tell Duncan how to run his business right. here. He's a naive old man. He kind of deserved to get it stolen. He's a naive old man. No, yeah, he's a nice guy, and he was donated to this children's, children's hospital. So anyway, while he's there, you know, Kevin's finding out about this children's hospital and all this stuff, and all I could think about the whole movie was, what if this pigeon lady is like an estranged daughter or Duncan put her off, to, kicked her to the curb. He kicked her to the curb. Uh-huh. What if she's actually like his first girlfriend and they were in love and now she's homeless because he kicked her out. That is beautiful. I don't know if that's not as good of a theory as some of my yeah. old ones here, but I kept thinking about that the whole movie. Like what if she was actually somehow related to this dude? Yeah, there has to be a connection to this pigeon lady because otherwise it's pretty random. Cause we don't find out about who her love is. Yeah. And also we don't find out much about Duncan either. So I feel like there's a deleted scene somewhere in there. This movie is two hours long, and there's no yeah. reason for it to be two hours long. Gotta go, call up Chris Columbus. I'm pretty sure him. the first movie is like 90 minutes. It was very yeah. clean. This one is two hours long, and there's probably more stuff that they cut off the shelf. And I bet that scene is in there. I think you're a genius. I, and I don't, like I said, I don't think that it's as good of a theory as some of the other ones we've had. But I was just thinking, yeah. you know, what if they had some type of relationship? That's a beautiful theory. And and she, I, I hope that's in the movie world. That's a true story because that's lovely. And maybe one day he'll go back. I can't believe that we've gone this far without talking about Harry and Marv yet. The stars of the show. The the redeeming qualities of the movie. The sticky bandits. The, st- the sticky <laughs> bandits. So the first question I want to ask you is, how in the hell did these two idiots bust out of prison? I would love to have a theory for you, but it's it like, doesn't exist. it's impossible. <laughs> they're too bumbling. They, there's no way in, in hell they're getting out of prison. And first of all, I wanted to say that these two are crooks, right? They're not criminals. <laughs> They're crooks. They're crooks. They're crooked. Yeah, crooks don't exist anymore. Yeah. The crooks are the kind that like they'll, they'll break into your house 
They're kind of goofy. They're partners. There's always two. There's never a crook. There's not a crook. They're not going to kill you. It's crooks. They're, cro- they're always plural. <laughs> there's, there's always two a of team. Them. There's a tall one and a short one, a fat one and a skinny one. <laughs> I could see like a prequel for them busting out of prison. I would like to see it because I don't have the I don't have the imagination to to decide a scenario where they broke out of prison. It must have been a bubbling prison. <laughs> the worst guards ever, Paul yeah. Blart Mall Cop yeah. as the the the, the, what? the guards. They flooded the jail. The wet bandits. <laughs> the wet bandits. The wet bandits, they flooded the jail. And as and the mass evacuation to save everyone's lives, they just snuck out the they back. Sw- they swam out of there. They swam they out of swam. there. Because they're the wet bandits. They, they know how to do it. They out of there. Yep. They got the backstroke going. That's, that's the only way. <laughs> that's the only way. They flooded the jail. <laughs> that's perfect. But now they're the sticky bandits. They're, they're part of like my favorite part of this movie. I, I mean, as anyone would say that, I know that's an obvious statement, right? But yeah. to me, I feel like, um, what's the dude's name? Uh, not um, Joe Pesci, the other guy. Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. I feel like he's not in enough stuff. He no. was in that movie Bushwhacked, which is an underrated well, classic. Yeah, to me. he had a he had a time. He had a time, and it was the early to mid nineties. Yeah, and he was not. I don't know. He just wasn't that uh, mainstream. He didn't catch on. Yeah, he was in kids' movies more or less. Unfortunately, he didn't catch yeah. on because I, I actually like him a lot. But yeah. why didn't Kevin call the cops? I mean, he he gets it. Like, so what happens? They're going to rob the store. They they hid out in the dollhouse. And yeah. well, remember when they first grabbed Kevin? They met him randomly in in uh, Central Park. Yeah, and they were gonna take him out there and there. Kevin got away somehow, but before they took him out, he had his talk boy, his trusty talk boy, yet yeah. again, and he recorded the conversation where they were basically telling him the plan, like a like a James Bond villain would. They told him <laughs> their exact plan. I, so yeah, but see, Harry was smart. He was like, "Ah, shut up, Marv." He's well, like, "Oh, yeah, Marv's the idiot." Away. But, yeah, Marv. Uh, Daniel Stern's the idiot one. So then he he knows what their plan is. He escapes, and and Harry and Marv are like, oh, "I'll just let him go. The park will get him. He'll die anyway. He yeah. has nowhere to go." So Kevin has his information. He's not calling the cops. He is going to get it himself. You know why? Because he's a vigilante. The vigilante. Kevin McAllister is a vigilante. He's not about calling the cops, getting you arrested. He's about taking care of business himself. And he has a little, he's got, he's a little cocky now because he succeeded in the first one. So that's, that's why, that's why we're, we're, we're going through that. So let's talk about the star of this show. It's basically the traps, the house of horrors, the house of horrors. People watch the first tour alone. They don't care so much about the story. They want the last half hour. They want the traps. I would go as far as to say you don't even need to watch the first part no. of this movie. The traps themselves are their own movie. And um, the second one, they up the 80. We're talking about sequels. We're talking about bigger, better, stronger, faster. These traps are bigger, better, stronger, faster, deadlier. <laughs> deadlier. So, I, actually, I actually read on uh, Grantland.com. I'm sorry I don't have the name of the, um, of the author. But he goes through this uh, make-believe scenario that I'm mad that I didn't think of myself, where he talks about Kevin McAllister actually being a prequel to the Saul movies. I could see that. This is this is Jigsaw before he became Jigsaw, where he started murdering people. He set up these elaborate traps. He's shunned by his family. He's beaten down. He's broken. It's a really great article. It's on Grantland.com. We'll, tw- we'll tweet the link. Yeah, we'll tweet the link. It's a great article. It's longer than it should be, but it's worth every minute of it. So, so there's some great theories in there, and I'm mad I didn't think of it. So we're going to go through these traps. Now, we've all seen the traps. I'm sure you listen to the movie. You watch the movie. You see yeah. the traps. We're going to go through these really quick, rapid fire, and I'm going to play a game with you, all right? Okay. Just like Jigsaw would play a game. <laughs> What's I'm this game called? Game. This game is just very simply dead or alive. <laughs> I'm going to name the trap that these crooks get into and you tell me if 
they would have survived or not. Not in real is life. It, so it's not in real life. In movie life. Now, that's the difference. In movie life, you have like a health meter. Yeah, okay. Like in a video game. <laughs> so you have a little bit more leeway. So if you get a health pack, you can renew yourself yeah. a little bit? Yeah, like for example, let's take the first one, Brick to the Head, right? Okay. Brick to the Head in real life from three stories up. You're dead. Dead immediately. You're dead. You're done. Or about, at least in a coma. You're losing brain brain power. What about three bricks to the right. head? But in the movie world, that may not mean equal death. Okay. But four, which I think you get four or possibly five, yeah. that might be cause for death. So I'm going to go through these real quick. Okay. You tell me dead or alive. Okay. First one. Marv gets hit with bricks in the face three times. It is three times. All right. Dead or alive? Alive. In the movie world. In the movie world, alive. Four times, like you said, would be dead. So three's dead, but he should be in a coma, right? They're like, yeah, but I feel like they've leveled up since the first movie. Okay. So they've got extra health meter. Here. They are pretty, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty resilient, these guys. Yeah. So <laughs> they don't stop. Yeah. It's like the Terminator. All right. So we're going to go alive. I disagree. But we'll you continue. think we'll they'd be dead? I think he's dead. What about two to the head? In the movie world, two is all right. He's all right. All right. Three dead. Yeah. Two. I'm all going right. with four. All right. Number two is a fairly simple one. Marv gets staple gunned in the butt, the crotch, and the nose. Alive. He's alive, but he's not really moving he's, too well anymore. He's just annoyed. Yeah. He's not hurt. He's he, annoyed. He does some pretty agile things after this, but you get staple gun to the nuts. I'm thinking pretty much you're do, out of commission. Do you think it hit the nuts or you think it went to the tip? You know what? It probably went to the tip. That, that's a, I don't I don't know what's worse. Is that better or worse? No. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably equally bad. <laughs> okay. It's terribly bad. All right. Next, Harry, Joe Pesci, falls on his back from a grease ladder handle. I'm going to say that was 12 feet high. Alive. Concussion. Alive concussion. So, but he landed on his back possibly some weight on his neck woozy concussion but alive alive okay he's alive all right <laughs> okay <laughs> marv falls into the doorway after he gets into the house there's no floor there and he falls three floors down straight onto his face dead he's dead absolutely i'm dead. gonna say that was 20 feet absolutely 20 dead. foot fall on your face absolutely dead he's dead you know what he know what he wasn't dead he got up and he cracked his neck a little bit he's d-e-d -E dead he's dead that's a death in he's, the movie. In a PG movie, dead. a 10-year-old boy just killed a man. Okay, <laughs> He's absolutely dead. After that, we have Harry gets hit in the, bag, in the head with a bag of tools. We're talking heavy-duty pipe wrenches. Yeah, and like, hammers. like wrenches, hammers. Yes. A probably broken neck. They're not that far off the ground. Like, they're maybe, it might have been a, a, an eight-foot fall. Paralyzed, but Paralyzed. alive. Yes. But alive. Concussed, paralyzed, He's going to need a wheelchair to get All out right. of there. All right. So, so Kevin McAllister's racking up the concussions, and he has <laughs> one death. That's already more hardcore than what we'll get into. We'll compare them later. But that's more hardcore than the first one yeah, already. <laughs> Next, we have Marv slides down a greased floor, and then an entire shelf of paint and the shelf falls on him. Alive, but annoyed. Alive, but annoyed. Who wants paint on them? The paint? What if it went in his mouth? Lead poisoning. Lead poisoning. Alive. Alive. He'd be dead in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Alive. <laughs> Alive for now. <laughs> All right. Marv then gets electrocuted on the sink. So much so that we see his bones, his skeleton <laughs> appear while he's trying to wash the paint off. <laughs> and he does the famous Marv yelp. <laughs> Can I say... <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Can I say that that was one of the funniest things in the whole movie? I was like, that made the movie for yeah. me. Like his skeleton and his hair yeah. was so. It's ridiculous. a sequel move. It's a it's a bigger, better, faster sequel. I loved move. it. He's dead, right? Dead. That's no question. He's dead. So Harry died twice. Marv died twice now. Two deaths. Two deaths. deaths. Three concussions. Uh, <laughs> Harry's hair gets lit on fire again for a second time. Last movie, he got it lit on again. Then he tried to put it out. He dunked himself in a very acrobatic move. To the toilet. In the toilet, 
oh wait, the toilet's doused in kerosene. You put kerosene or like some kind of gas or something yeah. in there, right? Yeah. So the, 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 the house blows up. It exploded. So dead or alive? Dead. Dead? You're wrong. He's not dead. Everybody's dead. The house blew up. Kevin dies. <laughs> Kevin dies. Harry dies. It's a, that's it's, a rookie mistake, yeah. Kevin. It's an assisted suicide by Kevin. You get no points for that. Yeah, that's a rookie <laughs> yeah. mistake. So everyone dies in that one. I did like how cartoony it was, though. Yeah. Like how they kind of st- he just had black teeth. Yeah, right. He got up. His gold <laughs> tooth was still in there. Everyone's yeah. dead. <laughs> so next one, Marv tries to climb up the rope of that two, of of that twenty foot drop that he just made. So he um he pulls a rope down. He thinks it's safe. Is it safe? Absolutely it's not. not safe. Doesn't it? Doesn't he know who he's messing with? Would, wouldn't he know? Like, did they said the whole first half of the movie? Oh, I don't want to go. This kid's useless without his house of horrors. And what did they do? They walked right into a house of horrors. <laughs> so he pulls the bag down, pulls the rope down. Hundred foot bag of mixing cement falls flat on his head. Dead. Dead. Broken neck. He's dead. dead. Absolutely dead. No question about it. All right. There's no arguing that one. Harry tries. Harry falls while trying to climb up a broken ladder. Broken leg. He's fine. He's fine. Broken That's, leg. He's got a scratch. All right. Marv and Harry get hit by a giant lead pipe on a rope while trying to avoid pay cans. And after they get hit in the head with that, they fall down that two story. A plus another story from the steps, 30 foot fall, bashed in the nose, dead or alive. And then the pipe falls on top of them. And the pipe falls on top of their heads. Dead. 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 Absolutely dead. He's racking up the death count right here. All right. Harry and Marv get smashed against the wall when a tool chest falls from down the steps. Alive. Broken ribs. Alive. Broken ribs. That was the most unrealistic of all the tricks because Because he was waiting for it. They were waiting for it, and then it smashed through the door, and the door was intact. (laughs) He's like, "What is that?" Very unrealistic. But they had a broken nose, though. That's it. Yeah, they they recracked it alive. Lastly, Harry and Marv fall while trying to climb down a rope that was on fire, soaked in kerosene. They fell about twenty feet down, and then a bunch of varnish falls on top of them as they were should have been on fire. They're alive. Isn't varnish completely? Highly flammable yes, too. Dead or alive? Where's the fire? Dead. On fire. Plus, the, they they would have felt the burns because they were dead from the drop. <laughs> so that's a lot of deaths. Instant death. So I count one, two, three, four, five. I think six deaths. Yeah. And multiple concussions. Maybe they had seven lives. This is a murderer. Yeah. Kevin. A saw murderer. He's a murderer. The saw murderer. <laughs> so and compared to the first traps, the first one, the first the traps, the first one were they very. Were, they were cute. Very cute. Like um, step. They stepped on ornaments. Oh, yeah. He stepped oh, on a nail. Stepped on a nail. Burned my hand. Put a, put a spider on my chest. Put a spider on my chest. Uh, douse me with oil and, uh, like, and, and chicken feathers. Yeah, he got chicken feathers. Yeah. Tarred and feathered. Come on. It's, it's Kid more stuff. paint cans. Child's play, if you Lost will. Lost a tooth. Yeah. Tripped on micro machines. Yes, exactly. Micro machines. It was more fun loving. This is not fun. This is sequel territory. Is, this is vigilante justice at its finest <laughs> vigilante right? justice that's exactly yeah. what it is it's vigilante justice right. he's trying to kill these guys but in the meantime he called the cops and said oh meet me at this address yeah he wanted to take these guys out let's mm-hmm. be serious he, yeah. had, he had a bone to pick sure and then uh, the whole time I was hoping that the crooks would win so that's the thing as an adult I gotta tell you watching this I was really hoping they would get him yeah I don't want to be a jerk but man I was hoping they would get him now let me ask you too why didn't he just use his gun right away if he'd up the ante and just pulled that gun out, right? He looks like a guy that would murder somebody in cold blood. Well, I guess he never really saw him in person. Like, they had him in the park, and it was daylight. And then when they... I guess when Kevin threw the What about in the, the toy window, store? You could have pulled the gun out. No, because he smashed the window, and the, um, the, the alarm went off. So and, he couldn't have pulled the gun there and shot him right away? No, he didn't have a good shot. Plus, his hands were <laughs> muddy. So, and then Kevin ran away, and just enough so he could follow him. And then he went up to... Uh, then he was throwing bricks. 
and he he had a gun. It was like a little handgun. He doesn't have the accuracy. <laughs> He's not Raymond Kalichi. He actually there. he just got smashed through the top of the car when he got yeah. catapulted. That's right. It, so he, he has a concussion. So he has he a concussion. He wouldn't be able to shoot him from that high. <laughs> so well, the, let's the, wrap this up. The traps in the first one were were kind of baby compared to yes. this. Uh, the other thing too is the one one thing I noted. I had it all my notes. Where the heck was Carl Winslow in this Carl? movie? Carl, where was Carl Winslow? Because I felt like every time I see a cop yeah. in in that time period, I feel like it should be Carl Winslow. I'll tell you what, because the cop he's in was, Die Hard. The cop was only in there for like two minutes. He had a couple lines. Carl Winslow doesn't get out of bed for more than five thousand for less than five thousand dollars. So <laughs> I felt like they could have used him in this. I mean, it, it would have been really... a nice cameo, but I mean, they probably spent so much money on this, that, and the other thing. You can't afford Carl Winslow. So what worked in this movie for you? Like what what worked and what didn't? Let's do this real quick. All right. Well, um, I, I like the hotel staff. Yeah, uh, Rob Schneider's yeah. awesome. Schneider and Tim Curry was really good at this. Could have used more Curry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like the up. scene where um, they used his, um, they, they they kind of imposed his face, like they used the, the Grinch's face, yeah, the yeah, smile, yeah. and then they cut to him and his smile. Yeah, he, he was doing exactly the same like face. The Grinch. It was great. Great great work there. Harvin, uh, Harvin, Harvin, uh, Harvin, Harvin, Mar- Harvin, Mary. Percy, Harvin, and Mary. <laughs> Marvin, Harry were very good. I loved that a lot of the tough guy lines that they fed Kevin they told like they told him we're gonna kill him in so many different ways, like being very blunt about yeah. it. Yeah, like it's a type of type of thing where if you're ten years old and someone's gonna tell you, I'm gonna send you to the Undertaker, <laughs> you're gonna piss your pants. Yeah, but he, he would be scared out of that city. But not young vigilante Kevin McAllister. <laughs> vigilante <laughs> Justice. And uh, what what else is there? I love Marv screaming at the pigeons. <laughs> I was waiting for it because in the yeah. first one, one of my favorite parts was when he screamed about the uh, spider on yeah, his yeah. chest. Yeah, and this one to me, I was waiting for it, and then it didn't happen, and then. The pigeons go all over him, and he screams even more than the first movie, which I wish I could just play that clip, but I don't want to blow everybody's eardrums out. That's my favorite favorite clip of the yeah. movie. I just love guys screaming like girls high pitched when they're fun scared. Fact, fun fact, that's how, he, that's how he got the role in the first one. <laughs> they had a screaming competition. Yeah, he, he, he screamed for them in, in, the, in, the, in the tryout. That's how he got it. So what didn't work for you in this? Oh, it's just the total repeat performance to a T, from the setup to the traps to the, the scary person who helps you. It was all just a one big giant recycle, and I, and hey, it makes money. Everybody likes it. I yeah. liked it as a kid more than I liked it now, and it was still enjoyable today. It's just obvious as an adult you watch it. It's it's completely recycled. I felt like it was kind of a a, a rehash of the first one, but there was characters that I didn't really care about. Like Duncan just kind of was thrown in there so they could have a toy store to rob, and the homeless lady. I didn't really feel like she. They tried to make her too much part of the story, and I, she just was a plot device to me. Yeah, so didn't it's care. Just, uh, whatever. Didn't care. But again, like you said, this movie isn't about any of that. It's yeah. only about the traps in the end. That's it. Yeah, and that's fine. Right. So, did you have anybody to recast? We always do a recast. Yeah. I don't. This one's tough because it's. I I've suspected. Let's. I'll go about through it quickly. I was I was watching it. I was thinking. Um. First of all, Elijah Wood. We talk about him with his uh co-star role in The Good yeah. Son with Macaulay Culkin. So he was the same age. You name these guys, and we'll say whether it would be better or worse with this person. All right, I say the name, you say better or worse. Yeah, okay. Ready? Elijah Wood. Better. I say worse. <laughs> he doesn't have the no. Kevin, Kevin McCall's too much. He's not a mischief maker. I like Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. He doesn't have mischief in his soul. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Worse. Absolutely, Absolutely worse. Absolutely worse. This kid can't act. He can't act. <laughs> He's I'm just sorry. a pretty face, right? No way. Worse. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. He's a little too old for this. With role, the I long think. hair, you like, know, like the skater the looking kid. He's not too old. He's the same age. Uh. Uh, I don't no. know, maybe better. Maybe. No, probably worse. He's a better actor. I like him as an actor yeah. better. How about Justin Timberlake? Same age. Like Disney as Macaulay kid? Culkin. Yes. Oh, Actually, he's like man. a year older than Macaulay Culkin. Did he Culkin. have the acting chops? He didn't. He did no, not. No, I think it'd be worse. Well, what did Macaulay Culkin do before this? He had the he had the familiar face. All right. 
how about uh, Little Pete from Pete and Pete? Danny Tamborelli? Yes. Oh, man. Like from Muddy Ducks, Pete and That's Pete? mischief right there. Yeah. That, that he, kid's got mischief He's in his more soul. believable yes. to electrocute a grown man or yep. put kerosene in the toilet. Yep. But I don't think it would be better. Yeah, probably not. He's not that great of an actor either. Good choice, though. And also, uh, same, similar age to Macaulay, believe it or not, Sean William Scott. Was he in anything Stifler. back then? I don't think so. I didn't look at his IMDb. I don't think he had the Similar chops. age. He didn't have Macaulay the chops. Culkin. No, no worse. Right. I think it'd be worse. All right. And as for the crooks, um, I got one for one. So um, Joe Pesci, what about Danny DeVito? I, I mean, I'm sure they get it compared a lot. Man, I feel like that would be awesome. Yeah. Like he could do it. Yeah. But I feel like Joe Pesci has this charm about him where he's such a like he'll curse. And yeah. he's kind of cursing under his breath. I wish this movie was uncensored so he could say what he wanted Russia, to say. Russia, 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 Russia. Yeah, that's he what he does. That the whole time. No, I agree. I think Pesci's better because he's more of a gangster. He plays more gangsters in more movies. Yeah. It kind of works as a criminal. Yeah. And uh, for Dato Stern, yeah. I'm going to hit you with Jim Carrey. Ooh. Before Ace Ventura. So this is believable that he would take this, right. this kind of he's back, got, backyard role. So he's got the physical comedy down, yes. but he's not dumb looking enough. Like, I think, like, and, and nothing against Daniel Stern. I just yeah. feel like he's better at kind of the looking like kind of the lackey. He has a blank stare thing yeah. going on. I he's, get it. He's kind of dumb, and that's his character. Yeah. And, and Marv or Harry's kind of the brains behind the operation and Marv just kind of is there, you know, I feel like yeah. it would, he could do it. Carrie probably would have tried to steal the show. Yeah. Carrie, just like he did in Batman forever. That's yeah. a, that's a whole another topic for another right. day. But I but, thought it was an interesting parallel because they're similar in age and um, it was before Ace Ventura. So he wasn't big at all. Yeah. It could have been like a breakout role for him and his career could have been completely different. Yeah. Probably worse. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a good that's yeah. a good cast. I feel, but right. I, I feel like it's tough because I think this is one of the movies where I feel like the cast was perfect, yeah. especially the hotel staff. I thought it was sure. absolutely perfect. I loved Tim Curry in this. I thought he was great. Um, but what about changing the ending? I know we talked a little bit yeah. about this, or like creating a sequel. We like to do that too, and and this one's a little tough to do that as well. But I mean, you put something together yeah. on the notes. There's, there's here. a really simple way to change the ending of this, and it's the second one. Let's pretend the third one won't exist and it didn't exist. And this alternate ending. Kevin gets shot in the first 20 minutes in, <laughs> in which Joe Pesci and it's sees over. him. Yeah. Joe Pesci says the line, listen, kid, I'm a criminal. Taking out a 10-year-old does, does, will not have me uh, sleeping any less at night, for, for lack of better words. <laughs> and the parents go to jail. Yeah. So in the, in the first 20 minutes of the movie, they just shoot Kevin for being a jerk that he is. Parents go to jail for negligence. Credits. It's actually a short. It's not a whole movie. <laughs> that it's sounds like something that will be on SNL, like yeah. a digital short. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's no real other way to change the movie. It is what it is. So do you want to reveal the movie for next week before yeah. we talk about listener mail here? So, yeah. So um, also as part of the contest, the the, the diehard, um, is it a Christmas movie or not contest? Um, the prize has to deal with our next episode, which is Ghostbusters 2, uh, which we're calling a New Year's Eve movie because yeah, it's, a, yeah, New it's, a, Eve it's movie. a New Year's Eve movie. It's, it is. It's, it takes place on New Year's Eve. So uh, the prize will be in the world of Ghostbusters. It's pretty good. Yeah. So the movie is the second one, sequel. So if you want to like listen in, it's the sequel. Ghostbusters yeah. 2. We're going to have a special guest on that one, too. We won't reveal who it yes. is. Very but, special uh, guest. Stay tuned for a very special guest, good friend of ours. So uh, before we go, before we go, do you want to uh, clear, clean up some uh, reader mail here? Yeah, we so have, we, we got a couple pieces yeah. of mail here that, that I want to talk to you about. So our, our very good friend Jerem wrote in to us, and uh, he has a very good theory about Gordon Bombay. Um, <laughs> so his theory, because so, we talked about... Um, how Gordon Bombay and Phil Hartman's character might be hanging out. The in world's collided. Yeah. yeah. So he writes in and, and this is actually absolutely perfect. He says, new theory, Gordon Bombay never loses a case equals. He is Ted's divorce lawyer. <laughs> After the case was won, they both go out to celebrate and get with some moms, which leads to Gordon's drunken DUI. In which case Gordon actually dies. 
and the Mighty Ducks and the sequels are actually about Gordon's journey through limbo and finding acceptance. Oh my, un- <laughs> <laughs> my mind is blown right now, Jeremy. I got to tell you, at Gordon's journey through limbo and finding acceptance and unresolved issues that he's had with his life. Wow. And on a side note, Ted was once a hawk, <laughs> bombshell, which is why he lashes out at a kid for playing too loud. He learned from Coach Riley. And they nicknamed Ted the Handyman on the Ice because of his puck handling skills, Ooh, which then gets translated into handling skills as he gets older. If Ooh. you know what I mean, Ooh. I love it. I love it. That's a great one. That's perfect, man. You blew my mind with that. That fits right in. Thank you, Jeremy. We got another one too. There was a question from uh, from from Andrew. Why, why don't you read that one? All right, this is from uh, Twitter handle at the Real Hot Hands. The Real Hot Hands. The Not Real to be Hot Hands with the fake yeah. hot hands. So Andrew writes in. Who missed more of their kids' birthdays? Howard Langston, Arnold from Jiggle All the Way, or Fletcher Reed, Jim Carrey, the dad from Liar Liar? Oh God, that's a great comparison. Now, now I'm gonna throw it to you. What do you? What say you? Oh Howie my God, or, or Fletcher? Which, I feel by like, the way, Howie and Fletcher are very deadbeat dad names. All right, okay, hold hold on, Fletcher. So lawyer, right? Lawyer, lawyer, lawyer versus, versus businessman, mattress salesman. Yes, I'm going lawyer. It's got to be Fletcher Reed. No way he's home. He's trying to make partner. That's why his his wife divorced him. So are we saying Howard's going to get divorced because he's selling too many mattresses? Yes. Howard's divorced within the next two Christmases. So we're we're at the beginning stages of his wife being fed up with disappointing his son and not being there for for all the loving. (laughs) So I feel like Fletcher Reed, absolutely worst father. Yes. In my opinion. Yeah. And the thing is, Fletcher's such a good talker because he's a lawyer. So he probably was working it horribly while they were getting divorced because he could always talk his way back into having them stay yeah. until they finally divorced. So yeah, Fletcher's much worse. It's got to go with the lawyer. I'm going to say he's up for Terrible yeah. Father of the Year yes. Award. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so, for uh, writing in, uh, Jeremy and Andrew. We got we got some other emails. We'll get to the next episode. Um, but if you guys want to write in, our email address is thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at thelastrowpod. Look for us on Facebook. We have a Google Plus page. And again, you can leave us a voicemail. Uh, it's 415-779-5278, 415-779-LAST. So that's it. And if, if you're out on iTunes, give us a shout out. Hit us up with a five-star review. We really appreciate it. And if you have anything else, let us know. Yeah. Enter the contest. We're looking forward to revealing the winner. Yeah, so uh, on that note, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be looking forward to your responses, and we'll uh, catch you later. Until next week. See you. See you.